Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Medcalf, founder of X-Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. In this episode, I speak with the founder and CEO of a large consulting company called Equal Experts. Uh, Thomas Decadero Grenier has founded this company 15 years ago and has created a business that now engages 3,000 consultants across five continents. Uh, they work with some of the top brands uh, in the UK and abroad. And what's really interesting about what Thomas has done is he's created a network, he's created transparency, uh, he's very, very focused on freedom uh, and about creating transparent structures that allow people to naturally find the right thing to do. And he's decentralizing the business uh, all the way to providing full employee ownership. He wants to actually get the employees to buy out the business and to be co-owners uh, on an equal basis. So in this conversation, we look at those issues, we look at how he's been able to create these structures and some of the very practical details for how he goes about creating decentralized decision making that's based on real wisdom and not just individual whims. So this is a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it um, with Thomas from Equal Experts. Thomas, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming. Thanks for inviting me. You've built an incredible business. You started 15 years ago uh, in London, and now you have 3,000 consultants in Equal Experts uh, across five continents. And I know you're generating, uh, I think, nine figures of, of revenue. So you've gone on an incredible journey over, over that 15-year period. So I'd love to get into that today with you, find out what makes you tick and, and, and what drives you, and some of the stories perhaps on that journey. Perhaps before we do that, do you want to explain a little bit about you know, what is Equal Experts and, and why did you found it? Sure. So, um, so we are a consultancy, and what we do is we use software and design to create digital products and service. So mostly for large corporates, we do also scale-ups, and a lot also of public sector. So, I mean, just to give you some examples, I'll try not to get too technical. So we build something called Priority, which is the customer loyalty program for O2. And doing that, you know, it was all about reducing customer churn by 30%. Uh, for John Lewis Partnership, we really scanned and automated their digital um, capabilities. And actually during the pandemic, we helped them shift like 75% of the revenue online, which really uh, helped save the business, you know. Mm. I'm proud of doing my bit for 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 the UK, um, uh, high street. Uh, in public sector, the kind of thing we've done is uh, we build the entire HMRC digital platform estate. So this is really about helping you know the five million business and forty five million individuals pay their tax way more efficiently. And also, if you renew, I mean, you're British. If you renew your passport at the Home Office, we rebuild the entire backend system. Mm. that renews all the passports, you know, so it's about savings and better service. 
So I don't know if you had a good experience. Right. <laughs> if you renewed your passport recently. So that, that's the kind of thing, right? So I mean, beyond those products that we deliver, the way we do this is we really work close with our customers. So it's really not about you know, outsourcing, like solve your problem, solve problems for them. We really try to solve them with them. For, um, and, and the idea is we want to merge our capabilities in our, in our culture with, with their staff. So they actually can learn in the process. You know, mm. it's about all about improving their own capabilities. And the okay. idea is, you know, we want to innovate by making small continuous improvements with them. And at the beginning, it's really hard for them to innovate. But it's like a flywheel. You know, we automate stuff, we remove barriers, and they pick up momentum. And by the time, you know, we are done working with them, they have this flywheel of continuous innovation and they really have transformed mm. their, their organization. I mean, that's when it goes really well which hopefully goes as often as possible. But uh, yeah, so, so that's really the business. So even though, you know, we're a fairly small business, well, you know, a few thousand people com- in, uh, compared to those massive, massive corporates that have you know, mm. billions of revenue, we still can be, be, be a good partners for them. Yeah, I think it's, it's fascinating. I mean, building a consultancy business, um, isn't always easy, right? Because it's one person at a time, it's one consultant at a time, there's various things. And yet you've built out this, this fantastic model um, with a team of several hundred people and then this network of, of consultants that you, you draw upon are several thousand. Um, but tell me about um, what motivated you to set up this particular business in the first place? You know, was it just like a pure um, financial opportunity that you saw? Or was there something else that um that, that drove you to create this yeah so i've been in consultancy all my career but first in paris then in new york city and and then in in, uh, in london and, and um so my basic motivation was freedom uh, i don't know for me it was freeing myself from any kind of structure that is imposed on me and, and, i mean i was telling you i really enjoyed the relationship you have with a customer because it's very much black or white you either give them value and you get along with them or you don't and there's nothing more to it um and i always found out the kind of thing i wanted to do as much as opposed to having a lot of bosses and hierarchies and and possibly sometimes perverse incentives internally that stop you from doing what you want to do with your customer right you have to think about internal commercial targets you have to staff people that are on the bench that are not um you know, they're not billable right now. All those things that go in the way of you just thinking about, I've got a customer in front of me, let's work together. So what I wanted to do is free myself from all those constraints and build an organization that I really wanted to be part of. And, and hopefully where everyone else want, you know, other people wanted to be part of. I, um, I think it's when I was young, you know, I was not a loner, but I think I was much more at ease with a smaller group of people you know, where I can just be myself, then a larger where you have to follow lots more codes, you know, as, even as a teenager. Like, I mean, you know, I did a lot of role-playing games and I always wanted to be like the game master and bring a few people together and have a really good time over. Um, I am with you. Um, yeah, I had I, I to geek out on role-playing games when I was young. So there you go. Perhaps we should do an impact multiplier role-playing game at some point with all the various Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think I will always that... instinctively distrust, you know, authority and hierarchies, at least yeah. in business. Yes. Because I can't trust exactly what the motivations are. So what I wanted to do is build something where things are so transparent 
that people understand why we're doing things, and then they can decide whether they want to be part of it or not. Mm. So really, it's just, and I work in really great companies. So I took these 10 years of observing how consultancy work, how they treat their employees, how they treat their, 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 their customer. And then I just reassembled it in all my own head and, and tried to do something that I like better. Yes. Okay. So hearing there's that kind of, yeah, that freedom uh, on a personal level. And then there was this sense of wanting to create transparency um, yeah. and simplicity, perhaps. In yeah. Transparency of intent. Like I really think, I mean, consultancy has a really simple business. There is no investment uh, up yeah. front. You don't own any kind of material, anything. It's just all the people, right? So the idea for me is the simplest way to make this work is just align everyone's incentives and make them super transparent and try to make sure that is, as soon as there's a conflict, you work on resolving that conflict. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do with equal experts, right? Yeah, I got it. And so that was when you kind of started off. Um, and now as you look at the impact that the business is making, you know, what do you get most proud about? A lot of small and big things, you know. Um, I mean, a small thing is we, we build a business in South Africa. Um, it was not my my idea whatsoever. We just had somebody were going back to South Africa saying, why, can't, why don't I try? And I'm like, the business is very much about, you know, freedom of, of decision-making and I'm just people trying things, sometimes succeeding, sometimes failing. And said, sure, why not? What the worst can happen? You know, you succeed, you don't. So he went out there, he built his business in South, in South Africa. We got incredible people that I never saw even existed um, with huge work ethic and etc. Um, in a country where I've never been. Uh, you know, I never thought, oh, I'm going to go on vacation there. I, I never thought about it. And, and so today we have this, and, and which is just came just because of the structure of the company letting people mm. try new things. And then more recently, I don't know if you heard, but there was quite a few uh, uprising, uh, not uprising, there was some problem in South Africa last year and lots of troubles unfortunately happened. So some people now want to leave South Africa and settle somewhere else. And, and with the company, we could help a few people resettle in, uh, in the Netherlands. Mm. Because and now we have an office in the Netherlands with a few people in the Netherlands that you know what are doing a great job and it's and, and just that, that that serendipity and and just them saying you know thank you so much Thomas thank you I could bring my mm. family to the Netherlands and I could this and that I was just like wow I was a yeah. small part of that that's that's nice you know yeah that it's yeah. just like hmm, I didn't see that coming but. And, and they, that multiplies across with a lot of different ways, right? It's just, and, and the other bit, of course, is when the customer tells us that they think we do a good job and, and that we are genuine and, and, and all of that stuff. So, so tell me, how would you describe the personal mission that you're on as a leader? Like what's the legacy that you want to create? You built this business for 15 years. You know, at this point, yeah, what's the mission that you're on? So I have this obsession about freedom. I'm not sure where it comes from. I was a very happy child and everything. But yeah, for me, it's about helping others be free. You know, and what I mean by that is create a, a place where 
people have they there's very little manipulation coercion or, or kool-aid or you know perverse incentives where people are all expected to behave as grown-ups and sing for themselves i find it so hard in this world to sing for yourself that simple activity actually requires a huge amount of effort today and i don't think corporates or companies in general they don't help you sing for yourself they help you sing the way they want you to sing and i was saying it makes sense because you want an organization you want everybody but for me no i just want this actual structure to help people sing for themselves and they only do things because they believe it makes sense or because they have this intrinsic motivation to do it not because they're being told to and then mm. try to make that happen with thousands of people and, and and that is the thing it's just creating that place where people are genuine and i think it just makes business sense right because if people are really genuine and have autonomy to decide what they want to do and treat each other like equal they can really then treat their customers as an equal and they can really build the trust you know because we are in the business mm. of trust right we're consulted that's all we do um so yeah, yeah so so I, yeah so what i'm hearing is yeah creating a structure you talk about structure several times right so the structure within which people can think for themselves i think it's a beautiful way of putting it right because there isn't you're right a lot of thinking actually is quite hard people like to skim on the surface right yeah and just get on and do stuff so that's really interesting what's fascinating is uh, to see how this works with every culture we we end up working with right so we started in london in the then we started with the north of england which was brilliant by the way as well um and then we started working with people outside of the uk um and today we're working with i don't know maybe people working they live in 30 different countries that are so different but they every that, that kind of that kind of uh, value system, they, it really appeals to everyone. And I wasn't sure at first if it would. And it's really interesting and heartwarming to see, of course, it's slightly different in every country, but, and that's true for both customers and, and, mm. and consultants. There, there is a need for, for, for this, regardless of where you live. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So what, it, what with it right now in the business, what energizes you and excites you? You know, what, what kind of motivates you right now and, and what gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, so, I mean, I've I got to confess, I got really excited by COVID. I know I shouldn't say that, but because it was a crisis and I live in a crisis and mm-hmm. I get really excited in a crisis and, and even though it was hopeful for many people, in other ways, it was also a very interesting moment in, 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 in life for everyone. Mm. Uh, the thing that excites me right now is remote working. I think remote working, it creates this incredible opportunity for us to bring people, as I said, from a lot of different countries that we never could work with before. Now, before in Europe, we only worked really with Portugal and Germany. And now we work with nearly every single country in the mm. European Union. We, we stopped at Russia, thank God, we didn't get in there. But now we have people from Latvia to, to Spain, uh, and that's an incredible development. And we could never have done that without remote working. Mm. And, and getting, but it's not just that, it's getting those people to work together. So we have always people that either from India, working with South Africa, working uh, you know, with, with, with Germany, and, mm. and, and the US, working with Brazil. Uh, 
and, and just seeing those people from different countries working together and really learning from each other. Right. And that's finding a new way to, 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 to work with our customers without being able to see them always. That's a huge, this is a very transformative moment. I hope mm. it stays in the industry because this, this is going further to this. People now are able to, to stay independent. They don't need to join a big structure, but they can still achieve and lots of stuff and they can still have meaningful relationship with people. Mm. And that's what Accredit for Express was all about, right? Let's try and build something where it's all based on your relationships because it's a network. And let's mm. see if together we can do something that you can do on your own. But without having to join a constraining like Red Army kind of rigid structure either. Mm. So it looks like the world is moving that direction as well. Again, it's a bit early to say if it's going to last. Yeah. No, it's, 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 um, it's definitely a trend. Uh, what's, in terms of your own focus, like where in the business right now, where do you put your focus, your energy? Um, oh, it's comms. Communications, um, okay. Yeah, communication. It's, um, I just realized that it's, this is the most important thing I can possibly do. Because we're in this business where people only do things that they're convinced that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So I have to repeat myself in lots of different ways and, and also really listen to people and, and, and refine my thinking and then represent it again mm. and, and do the same with the customer. So the, the comms, actually me doing anything else than comms should be illegal. You know what I mean? It's like, and I, because I want to do things, but I shouldn't. I should really just, just be able to, and it's not just my thoughts that I need to communicate. I, it's, it's understanding everything that's going on and then synthesize it and bring it back to the business. So that's, and I, I don't know if I'm that good. So yeah, I'm working on it. It's Richard here with just a quick interlude. If you're serious about multiplying your impact, I have a free resource that you won't want to miss. I've put together a short email course called Exponential Leadership Principles. In it, I set out how you can use the same strategies as some of the world's top leaders to get out of incremental progress and achieve breakthrough results. Be prepared to have your current thinking challenged and to learn some very new ways of leading. If you're interested in following along, simply sign up at xquadrant.com slash go slash exponential now back to the conversation yeah i love that it should be illegal to do anything apart from communications it's a good it's interesting mantra yeah it's it's actually very interesting because it actually makes you um yeah it actually takes things off the table which can tempt a lot of ceos you know getting involved in particular operational decisions and everything else and actually when you think about it as well you know, what do I need to be communicating at this point in order yeah. that those decisions are made in a better way? That's a different, a different question. Yeah, mm. it's, it's really, it's really nice. So, how, so we're talking about communication. So I guess, how do you, you know, how do you do that? How do you mobilize people? Uh, you've obviously got a lot of people in a lot of countries, uh, mm. some of whom are employees, some of whom are not, they're, they're contractors uh, or associates. So how do you kind of get people excited and, and mobilized? And what difficulties have you encountered as, as you go through that? I mean, 
So like in any organization, regardless of the structure or innovative you can get to, there's a huge amount of inertia. So I'm not going to have, you know, pretend there isn't. Anything to do with change, you get so much pushback, right? Uh. There's no question. And we don't have like bonus incentives. Um, we don't have middle management. We don't have performance appraisal. Um, you know, we don't have any of the levers that you could get maybe in a, in a more traditional corporate. So it has, it has to go down to talking to the hottest minds of people. So, um, so it can be quite frustrating sometimes, for sure. There's no question. Um, I think the way it works for me is because it comes from the guts. For me, I always, so people see that and respect that. So because they see that it comes from my guts, they, they are going to be more inclined to listen to what the hell Thomas got to say. Mm. It's interesting. One, one, um, one thing I would like to say to people is if you speak from the head, you talk to the head. Yes. Speak from the heart, you talk to the heart, right? And, you know, you need to speak at different levels at different times. But I think that's a great point that you have to really believe, right? And Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and, things, and if I'm not sure about something, I say it as well. I'm like, I'm just... I do tend to get some random ideas and I say, okay, this is a random idea. And then people understand that it's just maybe, maybe not. Mm. Um, and, and again, the other thing is just trying to get other people um, to, 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 to nourish and, and, and shape the vision as well. So it's not just me, right? Um, we, we have something we call the advice process which just enables people to make decisions internally without having to refer to some authority and just nourishing that process that really shapes a lot of the culture of the company that helps a lot. Tell me about that. How, how does that work? A lot of people struggle with that. How, how do you do it? it it's, it's a powerful communication tool. So the idea is instead of taking a decision and just applying the decision, anyone in the company, we really ask them, take the time to write down a document that you say why you would like to do something uh, and then take that document to 10 people, people maybe you don't work with all day, all the time, and ask them to, 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 to give you some strong feedback about it and then refine your thinking. And if you still want to do this, then publish your document and say, I'm doing this. Here is the reason why I asked those people. I refine it for this. I'm going to take three months. This is what I'm going to see. And then, this is a rule that applies to everyone. So myself, but someone that just wants to do something in another country. And so everybody has to follow the same transparent process where we really genuinely have to show our, our reasoning and sometimes mm. our reasoning is flawed and we look dumb and that's okay. And, and that is the way, and that really helps us. So the advice process is not just for people with no authority to take decision. It's just trying to create transparency and, and, and get people to understand why things are happening. And yeah, we do that's... that throughout the whole company. And um, at what level, uh, what, what, when do you need to trigger that process, right? I mean, presumably you're not going to do that if you decide you want to buy a different lunch, you know, sandwich no. for lunch, right? The, so the, the, the trigger is if it's something you have never done before, if it's mm-hmm. a decision you have never made before, um, if it, or, or nobody in the company has, has good guidelines about, or if it's something that has a big impact. So, you know, if you, uh, you want to sponsor a, a conference, but your unit has never done that, or maybe because it's 20,000 pounds or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> or if you want to hire P 
people to do something that we don't tend to do and, and like or if you want to build a, a product or if you right. want to invest in a customer and you want to give them some prototype anything that is uh, out mm. of the ordinary or mm. that could create some that could have quite of an impact down mm. the line how, how did you embed that culture it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great piece of the culture i think it's, it's so sensible how did you embed it how did you get people to do that um by doing it myself mm. <laughs> uh, and trying it's really hard but you've got you're taking so many decisions right so you've got to slow yourself down and and like and just open your the, the hardest thing and people have the hardest thing is to really let people mark their own homework mm. you know we we use a google and slack so you put a document out there you have three thousand people that are going to put comments in your documents and, and you've got to be in a six skin to take it all in and say this is all for the better and then use it so you know it, it's it's about yeah so by us showing vulnerability and just doing it when i say us is the exact team mm. and, and doing more of that and also letting people do things i don't agree with like i didn't agree with going to south Af- africa because I was worried about, I don't know, the currency or stability. Yeah. But then I let it happen anyway, because I trusted that person's decision. And he had asked a lot of other people for their input. A lot of things we've done like this, um, nice. not necessarily would have done myself, have happened. So this created some kind of a, you know, people know that it's possible. Yeah, I love that. That's um, I think it's such a great and wise process that so many that could be beneficial for so many other countries, companies. So thank you for sharing that. Now let's move on. Um, our little quick fire questions. I always like to get into the minds of, uh, of the guests to find out uh, what their inputs have been. Um, what's a favorite quote that, uh, that inspires you or governs how you, how you lead? So I got many. I'll leave the Napoleon ones uh, for another audience. But <laughs> um, uh, Nietzsche, he, he said, become who you are. So that's that's a big one for me. Become who you are. Mm. That's dumb. that's what I mean. It's like it takes effort to think for yourself and to really understand and evolve into what you are meant to be in the first place or something. And and for me, that's that's the point of being here. You know, that's that's so concise and so well put. Yes. Yeah. Become who you are. Yeah. I love it. It's one of my same. One of my quotes is that I think I mentioned to you before. You don't get what you want; you get who you are. Mm. And so, actually, become yeah, knowing who that is and turning the volume up is, on that is important. What about a favorite app? Is there some app you have on your phone that that is you know that particularly um, you like or gives you a productivity boost or whatever? I'm I'm trying to spend as little time on my phone as I possibly can. For for someone in digital, I'm a very anti-digital person. I should maybe say that I'm going to lose. So. No, I don't have anything. I mean, I just checked Barclays the other day because I could never make it work and now I can make it work. Okay. I can't believe how much improvement they made. Leaps and bounds. It's incredible. Mm. And I, I was like, wow, good for them. But yeah. that's about it. Got it. What about a book then? I'll go back to analog. What's a book that's really influenced you? There's a, so there, there's a lot of books. So I think fiction, I have to say I'm a nerd. I have to say... When I was eight years old, I read Lord of the Rings and that just blew my mind. And that made me, uh, you know, shape my imagination. Uh-huh. It, but in nonfiction, the one that shaped my thinking a lot was uh, Reinventing Organization yeah. by a guy called Frédéric Laloux. Laloux, yeah. yeah. And this whole story about self-organization, self-management, he also spoke about advice process, all that stuff. 
I really got profoundly influenced. Not that I, I think that's what I'm going to do with equal experts, but it's still hugely influential. Because you're thinking, yeah, that's yeah. right. What, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Uh, do more role-playing games with your friends because you won't have the time to do it later. I think <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Play more now. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, not bad advice for us all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, many of our best guests on the show come from referrals. So I'm always interested in who inspires you. Uh, you know, who's an impactful CEO, you know, who you've come across that, you know, again, who might be a great guest, right? Who might have wisdom to share. So actually, the honest truth is I don't know many CEOs. I'm sorry, Richard. <laughs> I know many CEOs. Um, I, I know CIOs, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more at the level we work with. Um, anyway, I'm, just, I'm just curious, you know, what, yeah. when, you, when you meet somebody who inspires you, yeah. what I, is I, it? I why, say, why, why, why do you get inspired? No, but I think about Mike Potter, which was uh, the interim CIO for, for, for HMRC and and other places. He, he really, um, yeah, he really helped me understand what, what, what they think, you know, what, what, what's important for them. Um, if I had to single out one person. Yeah. Um, so, so what was it about that? What, what was it that was inspiring or impactful? It was just that he was in this, you know, a civil servant working in a massive organization. Their, their budget is one billion pounds a year just, just to spend. Mm. And, and he still managed to, to think about value and what am I going to do with each pound I spend that is for the mm. citizen. Do you know what I mean? He mm. was like, he, he managed to keep the nimble mind of someone running a small organization like mine. Mm. And applying it to this humongous right. thing, yeah. Uh, plus, plus, you know, with with the public servant as well, which is difficult. Right. Um, nice. So that, yeah, I was impressed with that. Lovely. So, no matter where we've what we've achieved, there's always the next level to get to. So, you know, where do you go from here as a business? What's next for Equal Experts? So I, I told you, I think for me, it's really building a solid, solid succession plan. Mm. Because I'm not going to retire tomorrow, but my biggest drive now is how do I ensure that my business can keep its independence uh, for the long term without ever losing sight of why we exist in the first place? And that Mm. has to be beyond me. Um, So for us, it's yeah, looking at ways of, of keeping the business independent. So what we want to do now is sell our companies to, as I was saying to you before, sell our companies to our employees, mm-hmm. very much following the John Lewis model, because that is to me like that's the next logical step of this whole decentralization and self-organization, yeah. self-management. It's like the company now needs to grow up, you know, and I need, it needs to really become its own thing and its own concern where I'm just uh, a cog in there. Yeah, so it's a great shift, right? It's, it's a shift from the kind of founder-led business to suddenly this real decentralization of that ownership, which is, um, <coughs> I guess it's a huge shift. But uh, as you said, in terms of really growing up the company and creating that that uh, sustainability, it sounds like it's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, 
there was a lot of effort put in this. Mm. So it has to be for something more. Yeah. Than just me. So I guess sound the image that comes to my mind is sowing seeds, you know, it's like we've kind of you've gathered the seeds together or whatever, you know, built this business and now you're gonna sow the seeds, you know, you're gonna distribute, right? Um as you do that probably something in you is going to need to shift, right? As you go from where you are now to where you want to be in, I don't know, however many years, right? A few years time. So what are you going to need to personally do differently to multiply your own impact and to actually do that, uh, make that shift successful? I mean, the one thing I need to do is to be less distracted (laughs) and to do less things at the same time and follow through more. Mm. Um, and the other thing is I need to let go as well. I found ways to just, um, just, just, yeah, really, really let the, the, the business uh, go without this, this strong bond, like it's my third child. Yeah. And uh, which was great, because she's great, but I need to think about how can this now yeah, how do you like be that? thing. Yeah. Well, hey, it's been really fascinating speaking with you, uh, Thomas. I've really enjoyed it. If people want to find out more about you and about Equal Experts, how do they do that? So all the contacts on the on the website, but if people want to talk to me, they can just contact me on LinkedIn. That's the best place. Perfect. Well, hey, it's been really great talking with you, uh, hearing about the business, how you've scaled it, how you're going to now... Um, uh, perhaps move it to its next level and, and distribute ownership, you know, talking about um, communication as, as the important, you know, as being so important in the CEO role, talking about the advice process. Um, yeah, I, I think there's just so many, so many valuable things in this conversation. So thank you again for taking the time and look forward to following uh, on the journey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care now. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.